I often hear, hey, my CPA saved me $5,000 worth of taxes last year. They're fantastic. Yeah, are you sure? Well, you know what? <laughs> if you were knowing what's going on in your business for the full year, you know, you could have saved yourself $20,000 or more. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello, welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, excited to have Melissa Houston. Melissa, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited about being here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for joining me. It's a little bit about Melissa. She's a CPA, uh, a finan uh, financial strategist for CEOs. She's a columnist at Forbes and is the host of the Business Society podcast. And uh, Melissa helps successful business owners increase their profit margins without having to increase their revenue, which is pretty sweet because then we get to keep more money into our pocket, reinvest it back into our business uh, if we if we so choose. So uh, Melissa has over 20 years of business experience with large and small corporations, governments, and uh, not pro nonprofits uh, while specializing in internal controls, corporate accounting, budgets, financial reporting, corporate and personal tax, audit, um, and all kinds of other crazy stuff. So um, <laughs> putting people so, to sleep there. Putting people to sleep. <laughs> um, so anyways, with that said, Melissa, why don't you give our listeners like just the, the quick and dirty? What do you what do you actually do? So what I do is um, I started my business a few years ago, and I focus on helping business owners create more wealth for themselves. So as a business owner, you're in a unique position because your business can be your biggest financial asset. So what we do is we work through making that business as profitable as it can be through knowing your numbers and, you know, not checking out of your business finances and ensuring that um, you're meeting your financial goals. And then you take that revenue or sorry, that, that profit. And you either, like you said earlier, reinvest it into your business, or if you're at that sweet spot where you, you know, you really want to enjoy life, you withdraw it from your business and focus on building your personal net worth. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Hi. And that's a super important topic to talk about because a lot of business owners really struggle, I think with uh, revenue. Uh, yeah. They maybe generate revenue but they don't actually generate potentially much profit. So, mm -hmm. you know, we laughed before the show. I, I, I love talking about, I love seeing the, Hey, we've got our businesses, you know, seven figures, eight figures, nine figures. Yeah. But then you go, okay, that's great. But your mar your profit margin is pretty much zero. And yeah. so, you really, yeah, you have a business that creates $20 million worth of revenue, but it really creates almost zero profit. So let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's definitely get into that. I yeah. love that, that topic because, you know, through my 20 years of experience, I have worked with all sizes of corporations and these multi-million dollar corporations, I have seen them go under. And the primary reason that businesses go under is because of financial mismanagement. So the key reason being, if you're not being profitable or you're not creating profit consistently, then you're putting your business at financial risk. So, 
I'm, I'm with you, you know, especially in the online space, I hear a lot of, um, you know, conversations about, you know, I've had this big, you know, seven figure launch or, you know, my business is seven or eight figures or whatever. And I hear those messages too. And I think, okay, what's really going on? Are you making money? Because you can spew out those numbers to me, but what really impresses me is your profit line. So if your profit margins are comparable to your industry standards, that is one thing I would look at. Absolutely. And quite often I notice when I start digging in with people, um, a lot of business owners don't even know if they're being profitable or not. Hmm. So the way they're judging their profit is what's going on in their bank account. If they've got cash in the bank, it's like, okay, I've got money. I can spend it. But Hmm. cash in the bank does not equal if your business is actually profitable or not. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a definitely good point. And I, I think I, I, I would agree. A lot of business owners have no clue. So what are some things they can do? to, you know, maybe they're at that step where it's, a, they got seven figure business, you know, things look mm-hmm. good on the outside, but on the inside, they're, they're not really making as much money as what they should be. Yeah, what exactly. Can, what kind of steps can they take? What do you, what do you see? Maybe the most common things that you see. The most common things I see is that the business owner is not familiar with the income statement. And the income statement is really the most important financial report that you could have in your business. Um, It's not the only important report, but it's the one that you're going to use the most. So get familiar with that income statement, because what that income statement is, it's taking a period of time. So whether you're looking at it for a month, a quarter, or a year, you are looking at, let's just say, we'll look at it on a monthly basis. So um, we're in October right now. So if we looked at September 2021, what was going on in our business that month? You generate your income statement typically from your accounting software. Mm -hmm. And what it's supposed to do is add up all the revenue that you've earned in that month and then all the expenses that you earned in that month. So the revenue less the expenses equals If you're positive, you've got a profit. And if you're negative, you're operating at a loss. So it's extremely important to know that because that is basic financial information. And with that income statement, you can get so much information from it. You know where you're exceeding your expenses. Like if if you've got runaway, you know, advertising expenses, that's a common one. You know, sometimes people don't realize that they've spent, you know, $10,000, $20,000, $50,000 on advertising when they've only brought in $30,000 of revenue for that time period. So let's say month, Um, that's a big problem. So if you're not aware that you're making these mistakes, then you'll never be able to correct them. So that's why it's important to always look at your income statement on a monthly basis at minimum. So really just diving into it. So not even look I mean, yeah, you want to see if you're profitable, but then we got to dive in deeper and we got to look at, okay, what, where are we, where's all this money going? We, we got this money coming in, but where's this money going out and what can we do to stop some of that bleeding? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, once you get familiar with what's going on in your business, like currently, what I find often is business owners don't have a direction for their business. So they don't really understand Uh, where they want to go or how they're going to get there. So they may have this vague idea, okay, I eventually want to be a seven figure business. And that's it. 
there's no plan. There's nothing. Right. So what I love to do is, is teach my clients how to create that financial plan for your business. So what you're going to do is create um, what we call an accounting. It's an operating forecast, but I always talk about it as being a financial plan. So I don't scare people away. So that financial plan is looking at you know, looking forward at the next 12 months coming and really getting clear on what your goals are and how you're going to get there. So you break each month down um, for the year and you, you, you know, it's, it's like a roadmap. You're like, let's say yeah. you want to make a million dollars of revenue for the year and what you're currently at, let's say you're at a hundred thousand per month. Um, then that's great. You know, you can maintain it, but if you're at $10,000 a month making a million dollars by the end of 12 months may be a little unrealistic, but you can create that plan to maybe get you to 200 or 500 in revenue for that year. And then what you do is once you've got that plan going and you've mapped everything out and seen how your revenue, less your expenses will leave you with X amount of profit. So when you're comfortable with the profit levels, you've tweaked everything because it's it's a game too, right? You're going to have to see how much revenue you need to bring in to, to meet the minimum expense requirement that you have per month. So you'll understand your break-even point, and then you'll understand where additional revenue is kind of like gravy, right? Um, and you'll see how the numbers work together. And so you've got that profit coming in, or you've planned that profit, and then you understand how you take that profit for that month and reinvest it into your business so that you're mm -hmm. consistently growing it. So you take away the risk of growing without having that capital to support it, right? So then what you're going to do is once you've got that 12-month operating plan in place, every month after that, you're going to... Um, run the reports where you check what you actually did that month against what you had planned. So if there is a discrepancy, if there's a variance where you didn't meet your revenue goals, or maybe you exceeded on in, or your budget or what have you, whatever's going on, you're going to get that information and you're going to be able to analyze it and understand what the issues were. Like if you didn't make enough revenue, maybe it's because of a timing issue and the client's not paying you till the following month, or maybe it's because of, um, you know, exceeding, um, you know, certain expense. Like I love to pick on, on advertising. Cause that is like a huge one, but there's, you know, other expenses, like maybe you, you're in too many mastermind courses or what have you, whatever's going on. Right. But you understand where you need to cut those expenses and beef up that revenue so that you can meet your profit goals. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. I mean, without looking at your financial statements, you just, you just don't know. And you don't know. Yeah. And it's like driving a car blindly. Would you ever get in a car and not see where you're going? So, you know, for most of us, our, our business is our baby, right. you know? So why would we put that at risk and yeah. not know where we're taking it? Why, why ignore it? Right. And, and you know, it's funny is like so many business owners uh, and I hear this. Uh, so I, I'm in real estate, right. And so I hear like from people like, oh, I wouldn't give my 
property to a property management company because I know I can do it better myself. And people think the same thing about their finances. Like, oh, I wouldn't ever hire somebody to do that because I, I can do it better myself or I wouldn't help hire somebody to analyze it because I can just do, I I care the more about it myself. Or do you really, or are you just being sloppy and lazy? And are you actually, you know, driving blindfolded, like you said, like so many people are doing when they're running their business. I love yeah. that you mentioned the expense part too, because that in my business, I, I hear, you know, everybody wants to do this value add. They want to raise rents. You know, we're buying large multifamily properties. And so you're raising rents, which, which we do in our business as well. But one of the biggest things I harp on is look, look at your expenses first. And what, what can we do to control our expenses? Cause if we can yeah. control our expenses, we can do a lot more good on that property. And that's a lot longer lasting profit. Um, you know, a, a recession hits and rents go down potentially. Well, your guess what? Your expenses aren't going to go up if you've control learned how to control your expenses. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think that's so valuable to be. It's very to. valuable. I often equate it like um, if you don't know what's going on in your expenses, adding revenue does not help because you're just essentially adding water in a leaky bucket. So you can keep yeah. adding that rent, that money onto the problem, but right. if that problem is not resolved, you're still wasting money. Yeah, absolutely. So you say that giving away your financial power is the biggest mistake you'll ever make. Yes. Explain. What, what do you mean by you that? You make that sound so dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what I mean is that quite often I see people, you know, you're hiring professionals to make decisions for you. And yes, professionals are very good to have, but if you don't understand why you're making those decisions, uh, you're putting yourself at risk. Yeah. So you're just um, blindly going about it, right? Exactly. So what often happens is let's say for financial advisors, if you go to them and you're like, okay, I want to open um, a portfolio, investment portfolio, but I really don't know what to put in there. Mm -hmm. And say the financial advisor is paid through commissions. You know, they're selling you mutual funds, which in yeah. my opinion are never a great investment. Yep. And you're like, okay, like, let me buy all, all, like, I'm going to put all my money towards these mutual funds for you. And you know, your, your financial advisor loves you. There's a reason why they love you. It's because you've just padded their pockets. So if you had taken the time to understand what you're investing in, you may have seen that, that those mutual funds were not the best investment for you. Yeah. Yeah, mutual yeah. phones make me shiver a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> but so many people have invested in mutual funds. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, no, I love that. You take control, take control of your of well, again, it's 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 same same philosophy, right? About your business. Like take control of your expenses, take control of where you're where you're putting your money, what what you're doing with it, how you're investing, yeah. how you're you know, yeah. And I mean, the same thing control. goes with your business. If you hire an accountant and you think that your accountant is taking care of you and, and um, you know, if you had improvements to make or whatever that mm. they're going to tell you, if you haven't actually engaged your accountant in that task, it is not their responsibility to give you that information. Right. So quite often I see my clients thinking, well, wouldn't my accountant tell me that? Uh, no, they wouldn't because you've engaged your your accountant to check your books out, make sure they're in compliance and complete your corporate tax return. That is all you've hired them for. Yep. yep. So, you know, this misinformation, you really need to get yourself informed so you understand what's going on. 
you don't give your financial power away because that is essentially what puts you into trouble. Yeah. I've got a good CPA. Well, are you sure you have a good CPA? Are you engaging your CPA? Mm -hmm. Are you even doing what you think your CPA, what you think your CPA should be doing? You know? Yeah. And I often hear, Hey, my CPA saved me $5,000 worth of taxes last year. They're fantastic. Yeah. Are you sure? Well, you know what, (laughs) if you were knowing what's going on in your business for the full year, you know, you could have saved yourself $20,000 or more, you know, like it's either doing a great job, I'm sure, but you need to understand what you need to be doing in your business. Right. Especially with your money. Right. So let's talk reserves. Um, I'm a massive believer in large capital reserves. And I know there's a lot of people that aren't, especially in this time period where we've got high inflation and you're going, well, if I've got cash reserves, that's just losing me money. So why would I have big cash reserves? What are reasons why your business should have cash reserves? And do you have any like guidelines for people? Absolutely. I mean, the top reason to have cash reserves is to protect yourself from unexpected market disruptions, right? So the pandemic is a primary example. (laughs) Perfect example. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so if you'd had those cash reserves on hand, that is a type of insurance to protect you from, you know, these, these hiccups. I mean, it's kind of a big hiccup, but but I think you know what I mean with when yeah. we talk about the pandemic, but there's always going to be something going on in the market, you know, so whether you are um, selling, I don't know, like widgets or whatever, like there'll be demand, high demand at one point and then non-existent demand at another. So you really need to protect yourself from these cash fluctuations mm-hmm. and having that cash reserve will help you carry your business through the harder times. Now, your point about having cash reserve and people thinking that they're losing value on their cash money, well, you can invest it short term while you're, you, you've got that cash reserve, right? Yeah, like it if just you've needs got to be liquid. Exactly. I was just going to say that if you've got quick access, it's very liquid, you know, there's no harm in carrying that, that larger cash balance. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it is an insurance for you. Yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. No, I mean I, I see it all the time. You know, it it boosts projected returns, and so that's why one of the reasons why I think, especially in my industry, people don't don't have big cash reserves is because it, the more money you have to raise from investors, well, that that dilutes returns, and so well, we're just instead of having six months worth of if you know we're just going to do three, and uh, we'll be okay. You know, hopefully, at least. Yeah, cross that's risky. <laughs> right? Risky behavior. Yeah, yeah. Let's cross our fingers and hope. And, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but hey, boost investor returns potentially, as long as everything goes swimmingly, right? Yeah, as long as there's no pandemics. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, another topic uh, I know you like to talk about is is just money management tips for scaling. So, what are some money management tips for scaling? Maybe we've already hit on some of those as well. Um, Yeah. One thing we definitely didn't touch on is I'm a big um, 
promoter of understanding your profit margins. And if you are growing and scaling your business, you know, like high growth periods can be very risky, right? People think that growth is, is amazing no matter what, but if you're growing quickly and you don't have that capital to support that growth, then you're going to run out of cash. And that's going to be very damaging for your business. I mean, you could possibly close your business because you've run out of money. So back to the earlier point, that's another reason, you know, great reason to carry cash reserves. But the other thing too is, you know, as you're monitoring your, your profit margins month to month, you can see if your profit margins are being consistent, right? Because obviously if you're growing, your revenue is going to grow and hopefully your profit will grow as well. But the profit margin, let's say you've got typically a 20% profit margin that you want to keep to each and every month, um, you know, if you're monitoring it, you make sure that you're tight to that 20% each and every month as your revenue increases. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um, I mean, and, and you know, sometimes, especially in growth periods or startup periods, you're not going to make a profit each and every month. Sure. And that's okay. As long as you are consistently growing and making that profit over time. So one bad month won't kill you. But a, a whole bad year might, you know, yeah. depending on how much capital you've got to carry yourself over. Well, and especially if you're in that high accelerating growth mode where your expenses are increasing rapidly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, yeah, if you have no margin, especially if you have negative margin. Yes. Yes. That's trouble. Uh, that can take you down really quickly. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people as they're in growth mode have a high amount of of debt that's that's coming and it, it yeah I can see it snowball pretty quickly yeah exactly and you know people think that um you know like having all that money coming in that they're going to be safe yeah. and it's just so not true because you can have those um you know carried away expenses that are just going to kill you so making sure that you are aware of what's going on in your business is important because 82% of businesses fail due to financial mismanagement. So you can have absolutely the best business idea ever. And, you know, you think that you're rock solid because your business idea is just going to make you so much money, but it doesn't quite work that way because a lot of it is timing. It's, you know, when the cash is coming in and when the cash has to go out, that is key in business. I mean, that, uh, listen to that, 82% listeners 82 percent of businesses fail because of cash or money mismanagement i mean it's just it's just yeah. simple and man I, you you hear all these statistics and how many businesses fail and and but when you look at that and you say why do they fail that's why they fail so figure out your finances figure out your profit margins understand what's going on and be familiar with your income statement um yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so what's a mistake that, you know, that maybe you've made or what's a big mistake maybe that you can talk to our listeners about and how have you learned from it or how, how have you been able to lean into it? I mean, I've definitely made the mistake of putting the 
what's that expression, the cart before the horse. So I have invested into expenses thinking that it's going to generate me revenue right away. And I quickly learned that that's not the way it works. So because I monitor my money, I know that that didn't work and it's time to draw back because if I keep going in that direction, I will just fail at business. So sometimes you're going to try things and you're going to see they're not working and they're costing you more money than, than what you intended. And that's okay. It's okay to make financial mistakes because that's going to happen a lot in business. You know, we don't have crystal balls. We don't know what's going to work and what won't, but you learn from your mistakes. So making sure that you recognize what's sucking out your money in your business quickly so that you can course correct early and not have it to be too damaging. Yeah, for sure. Um, what are personally for you, what are, what are a, a couple of, you know, success habits, maybe some rocks, things that you do every single day uh, or every single week to, uh, to make sure you're on a successful track? I check my budget weekly at minimum weekly. I look at what I've spent, what I have coming in, what I had planned for. I'm constantly checking my expenses against what I had planned for. And when I get close to that, um, you know, expense threshold, I make sure that I, you know, cut back, like let's say for Facebook ads, that's a big one. Um, You know, maybe I've budgeted to spend $5,000 in ads for a month. And by mid-month, I've met my threshold. So if I'm not making the revenue to compensate for that, I cut that back and wait. You know, I just make sure that I don't let any of my expenses get out of control if they're not bringing me revenue. And another thing that I've learned, I have to focus on revenue generating um, activities in my business if I'm not generating revenue. Right. So for me, being a writer, I I write a lot and that does not um, make the money that I, you know, one would hope. So I have to focus on other activities that are going to increase my revenue and not spend so much time on the writing where I love the writing. I could do it all day, but it takes discipline. Right. So I have to make sure that I'm focusing on the right activities to make my business thrive. And, you know, I see this a lot with business owners. It, it, they may not be distracted with the writing, but they get distracted with the things that aren't making money, like the little admin tasks, like, um, you know, especially if you're online based business, you know, creating those, those graphics. I mean, some people spend hours and hours creating these beautiful graphics that are not generating revenue. And then they wonder why they're having trouble generating that revenue. So just really being focused, being mindful of the decisions that you're making in your business so that you are ensuring success in your business. Yeah. I like that. That reminds me of a a mentor that told me you got to look at, you know, you got two categories, you got your Brown category and you got your green category. And then the Brown category is not making any money. It's the dirt. And the green category is what's, what's growing your business, what's yeah. making it sprout. And you've got to really look at hard at what you're doing on a daily basis and categorize that stuff into brown and green and try to get rid of all that brown time that you're spending. And man, when, when I did that for the first time, I'm like, holy cow, like when I, when I look at my day, eight to 10 hour day, it's like, I'm spending two thirds of it on the brown time. Yes. And yes. And I should not be. 
And exactly. And I have to redo, like, I have to look at it all the time and I, I, I need to look at it now. I mean, I, you have to look at it all the time because you end up picking up these little menial tasks that you shouldn't be doing. Exactly. And, you know, you can outsource those for a lot cheaper. Yep. And make sure that you're focusing on the stuff, the green stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so- I love that analogy with the brown and the green. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just, you know, but it's so easy as a business owner to, to try to take control of everything and, and yeah. try to do it all. And I'm so guilty of it all the time yeah. um, where you just got to let some of that stuff go and focus on what's really going to help your revenue, uh, really going to cut your expenses, exactly. be, be in control. And increase your quality of life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> increase the quality of life <laughs> for sure. Um, all right. So a couple, couple last questions here, uh, before we wrap up, um, you also talk about just the, just the, the, your mindset, you know, why wealth is possible for anyone. Yes. Um, mindset is huge. Why is it? Yeah. So mindset has a way of holding people back and people not even realizing that they're holding back, right? Yeah. So often, I mean, especially with women, I know it's very stereotypical, but what happens is business owners seem to think, well, I only need to make as much as I need to get by, mm. right? And my question is, I'll challenge you and say, well, why is just getting by good enough for you? Yeah. Why can't you look at the opportunity that you have here where you can generate some serious wealth for yourself. But if you're in that mindset of, well, I don't need that much money or um, there's also fear-based, there's a lot of fear of success. There's fear, fear of failure, but I find there's more fear of success in business. So business owners, you know, we, we get caught up in these emotions because money is the most emotionally charged topic there ever is. As far as I'm concerned, it brings up so many issues, so many past stories, so many, you know, things that people haven't dealt with yet. And if you have like any sort of negative money mindset, that's holding you back, it's going to affect your business. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The just getting by, um, yeah, it, for me, you know, if you've got the gifts and the talents, mm-hmm. if you've got the, 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 the ability, if you've got the, the dream and vision, like mm-hmm. just getting by is, is in my opinion, selfish, mm-hmm. right? You're just looking at yourself and just only getting by. You're not looking at, well, if you build a more, if you build a stronger business, a, a more profitable business, who's that going to help? That's going to help all the people that work for you. It's going to help all the people that are you're surrounded by. And you know what? If you've got a, if you got a heart of, of giving, it's going to surround everybody that you give to as well. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. Because quite often people think, well, I don't want to be greedy. Right. You okay. know, and it's like, and it's don't not be greedy. greedy. Don't keep it all for yourself then. Exactly. There's a lot of good that money can do. Yeah. A lot of good. Yeah. I love it. Love it. All right. So we have to wrap up, but I got a couple last questions. So first uh, questions, what's your favorite book? The Wealthy Barber, which you probably never heard of. I have heard of oh, it. Have I've you? never read it, uh, it, it but is I have a heard book. of it. Yeah. The Wealthy Barber. Do you know who that's by, by uh, chance? David Chilton. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I'm, I, I've had, I've heard of it once or twice. I'm going to just have to, to, uh, to get it now that you said it again. So yeah, cool. I read it. That was the first fi- personal finance book that I read and I read it in my early twenties and it 
definitely changed my behavior towards money. That's great. That's great. Um, Okay. So, so last question is what are your three pillars of wealth creation? I would say my three pillars are the first thing money mindset, you know, just because I have a healthy money mindset today does not necessarily mean that it's going to be the same tomorrow. So I'm constantly checking in and being self-aware mm. about my mindset. I love that. Yeah. I'll, I'll always be aware of it. And it's not, it just, yeah. Like you said, just because I have it today doesn't mean things don't disrupt it. And so yeah. always be working on it. Exactly. And then the second one I would say is I always stay current in the news, see what's going on in the economy, um, you know, understanding, you know, mortgage rates, inflation rates, um, you know, what's going on in the stock market and stuff. So, so I can make informed decisions for my personal wealth. And then the third one I would say is I always diversify my investments. Diversification can protect you from fluctuations in other markets or just, you know, various things that are going on. And if you got all your eggs in one basket and there's a catastrophe, then you've just financially sunk the ship. So I like to keep diversified. That's great. Melissa, look, I, I really appreciate you joining us. It's such an important topic for people. Like, like we, you said, 82% of businesses fail because of financial mismanagement. Most people aren't really looking at their income statements, at their profit margins. They don't understand really what's going on in their business. We're focused so much on on growth. We're focused so much on, you know, just a lot of the day-to-day uh, stuff that we're not looking at our budgets weekly. We're not really paying attention to what's happening and how can we improve our business? Why grow your business if, it, if you're just creating more work w- with less profits or the same profits? It doesn't make any sense. So I love this topic. And it's, thank you so much for adding a ton of value to our listeners. Um, with that said, how can our listeners get in touch with you and learn more about what you're doing and, and have a conversation with you? Yeah, absolutely. So my main website is melissahoustoncpa.com. And um, that's the best way to reach me. You can reach me at my email info at melissahouston.com. And I also have a blog called The Business Society. So it's thebusinesssociety.co. And what that blog is, is it talks about personal finance, business finance, and building a business. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And, and just the value you give people is, is pretty awesome. So uh, listeners take advantage of the free resources that Melissa's providing, reach out to her again, and we'll put that all in the show notes for everybody. So again, Melissa, thank you so much. And you have a fantastic rest of the day. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, Give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Your rating review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and and want this. So 
the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, you want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.